Welcome to the Raising Confident Teens podcast, where we talk about life and leadership with teens and their parents. I'm Rachel. And I'm Keith. And we're so glad to be chatting with you today. We're going to do something a little different this episode. Uh, we're going to do a bonus episode talking about our experience at FinCon. So it's just the two of us. The kids get... Just two of us. The kids, There's a song in there. Sorry. The kids get the day off. It's <laughs> two of us. Kids are getting the day off since none of them went with us, but I I think it was really valuable, and I can see at least one of them maybe coming in in maybe a year sure. or two, um, based on what we experienced. So you want to kind of tell us about FinCon? What is FinCon exactly? So FinCon was a conference for people who create content. And in, who create content in the personal finance space for people, for brands, um, to help them get com- connected and be able to reach more people. Right. Yeah. So as many of you know, we felt led to make a pivot in the past couple of months. Our hearts have been with helping teens for years, and we think teens often get a bad rap. It's a great period of of time in their life where they can begin to grasp adult concepts and the things that they learn or don't learn during this time can make a huge difference in their futures. Uh, Jeannie Berlowski, who we had on the podcast last year, I think, uses the illustration of life after high school being a time where you hammer nails into boards as fast as you can. So... The time before graduation is a time where we want them to be building good quality hammers out of tempered steel and hardened oak, not spitballs and bubble gum. So when they graduate, they can immediately start building because their tools are good. But many teens don't gain those skills in high school and they might not even have a hammer. So they get out in life and we say, okay, pound some nails and they're like looking around, they're like, what do I do? How do I do that? Um, What kind of job are they going to get with no hammer? Or maybe one that's not made correctly, right? Right. So we don't think that high school needs to be all work and no play. Our Our kids play a lot. One of them played all day yesterday. (laughs) Yes, he did. Uh, Out at the airsoft field. Um, Our kids are in sports. They have jobs. But we also want them to know what they need to know to succeed. And financial skills has always been one of the top focuses in our house. And so last year during lockdown, we did a challenge on how to practically teach your teen about money, explaining how we teach our kids. And we got some good feedback. But after the challenge, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I felt like it needed to be more than just a five-day challenge. And I really felt like all of a sudden that I should write a book, which is kind of weird because I'm a good writer, but I don't love to write like a lot of writers do. And, you know, like a lot of people say, I always wanted to write a book. That was never... I thought that crossed. (laughs) It was never on your top 10 list. No, ever. Um, But the beginning of the year, we decided, let's just just write this book. Uh, We think it would help a lot of people. And I probably wouldn't have done it if you really hadn't said, yeah, we can do this. Right? Because it was a lot of work. 
Yes, it was. And you did a lot of the work. I did a good amount of work, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wrote it, but you did pretty much everything else, I would say. Yeah, I I didn't write any of it, but you were always asking, you know, throwing things out at me. Um, you did help me edit it. And I did help edit it a right. lot. <laughs> And format. What are you saying that I don't write good? No, I didn't say. You, you just you don't realize how carefully you have to go over something until you start looking at you know twenty or thirty thousand words and you go over them multiple times and every time you're finding yeah different things. Probably read it Uh, a few times. Yes, (laughs) a dozen probably. Probably more than that. So. Out of this book writing process, we decided to start a separate but complementary business to our Raising Confident Teens podcast. People have told us before that we should focus on financial training, but we really didn't want to do that. We kind of brushed it off because we were kind of embarrassed about all the stuff we had. <laughs> all the stuff we'd done. <laughs> done. <laughs> Sounds bad. Yeah. We, we, we were embarrassed about what we went through. The stupid things we did. Yeah. I right. guess. Well, we didn't know any better back then. But um, but about a year ago, we did that podcast where we told our story. And we told probably more detail than we'd ever told before. And it really seemed to resonate with people. And we were like, why did we hide that for so long? I think some of that though it had we had to like heal from our <laughs> heal from our wounds. And since then uh teaching money management has become more and more of a focus because we really really are seeing the need that no one is filling. Right. Yeah. Anyway, this has all been just happening in the last couple of months. It's kind of gone by really fast. Before we were, you know, basically in the parenting life skills area. And so we were pivoting to more financial stuff. And so started listening to more financial podcasts. Um, I've always read a lot of finance books, but I've been reading even more of them. And so I'd heard about FinCon a long time ago when different people that we know were speaking there. But it was more like a, huh, that's interesting. And then it popped back up on my radar a few months ago, right before they were picking people for the scholarships that they give out for new content creators. So I applied and won a scholarship, which gets you in with a free ticket. So we just had to pay for Keith's ticket, which was about $300. And we spent about $440. In addition to that, for the week, I'll break it down a little bit in case somebody wants to know how we spent our money. Um, We travel hack, not seriously, but enough to hardly ever have to pay for flights and hotels. So we normally get enough points to take a couple of weeks family vacation in a hotel every year. So that's how we pay for our hotel. We use those points. And we had frequent flyer miles for the flight. I think we had to pay like $12 each for the flight plus. Like 60 bucks for the insurance? 50 something. Something like that. 56 or something. So that's about 80 bucks for both of us to fly. And then we spent $42 to park at the airport. At the airport, right. Um, Just a tip. Well, if you 
drive, you need to check very carefully about where you're staying. The valet parking is outrageous, at least in Austin. Yeah. I think it's that way in general, but I mean, it was like, it was literally like $40 a day, $50 a day at the hotels. Yeah. I mean, which is, I, I... my so mind just explodes. Than, I don't know. I can't wrap my head than, around a parking spot being that expensive. Some people are probably laughing, but I mean, that adds up. Yeah. So like, I mean, we got a really good deal on our flight, but another person we talked to managed to snag a flight just not too long before the conference on mm-hmm. Spirit from Fort Myers to Austin for right. 65 bucks. Right. So if you compare that to driving, if you're paying for gas and then parking, like one yeah, night they of couldn't parking, have done it any cheaper. One night of parking would have paid for the ticket, almost. Yeah. So we spent about $50 in Ubers back and forth to the airport, and about 267 in food is what I have here. So that's about 745 for the week for both of us to go. So not too shabby, since we weren't actually really trying that hard. Do a lot of stuff, just because we've been frugal for ever. We do a lot of it, and we don't even think about it. So we ate breakfast at the hotel and we did bring a couple of gallon Ziploc bags full of like individual show mixes, granola bars, crackers, because we got five kids. We're used to bringing snacks everywhere we go. And I brought a good water bottle from home and filled it once we got through security at the airport. And that was a really good idea. That was smart. Because... Water was like $4 a bottle. Right. And I didn't have to buy it. We did go, we didn't want to drink the hotel water. So there was a grocery store nearby that we walked over to and we got a jug of water and a two liter of Coke and just used that. And we used that for the rest of the time. Right. So. Just, uh, just in general, I would suggest that, you know, the. Food, water, drinks there at the convention center, at any convention center, are going to be much higher than they are just 100 feet out the door, really. So they're probably, you know, there's times that it makes sense to do that. But I know, like, we bought sandwiches in there one day. One day, yeah. Because we were hungry and we needed... and We didn't feel like going anywhere. It was was a lot. Yeah, we got two sandwiches and a drink, and it was 20 bucks. Yeah. It was a lot. I was um, like, no. We only did that once. This hurts. <laughs> Most of the time we just snacked um, and ate one big meal yeah, we, and breakfast. We, we had good dinners yeah. um, at different places. We went to P.F. Chang's. We went to that Mexican place. That was really good across the street. We went to the barbecue place. Right. Uh, we did the donut run. Right. We went to Gus's Fried Chicken, which if, I think that's a chain. I think there's more than one. I don't know how, I don't know. I don't, I mean, the fried okra was probably the best I've ever had. Mm. And they had really good sweet tea, which is my criteria. Your food may be horrible, but if your sweet tea's on point, I'll give you grace. I can't make sweet tea at our house because I will literally drink the whole jug. About a year ago... I decided I was going to cut out the sweet drinks, and I told two of the kids, well, I told all the kids, I was like, let's do a challenge. Let's see who can go the longest without drinking anything (laughs) sweet, and two of them did it with me, Right. 
and it became a who will who will last the longest first. yeah more than anything so we had no Kool-Aid, no soft drinks, no sweet tea, no ices. Right. Nothing with sugar in it. We mostly just drank water. And and we lasted a whole year, which was a Amazing. miracle. Yeah. I was... I thought we would I last I was truly impressed. I did not actually think... I thought... I knew you would last. Because whatever you just put your mind to, you're going to do. But I really thought that the kids would maybe last a month. And then give up. And they didn't. Yeah. It was very impressive. It, but then we all decided, hey, we're never going to quit. <laughs> None, nobody wants to admit defeat. So let's all agree to stop right. together. And after that, the sweet tea addiction came back. <laughs> um, so when we go on vacation or go out of town, I go a little off the water wagon. And apparently I didn't get enough sweet tea because on the way back we were... We were flying in, in the airports until midnight. Right. We got home really late. It was late. Saturday yeah. night. And apparently I didn't get enough sweet tea because uh, I didn't feel like eating dinner. And, and, I, and I, told, I did. <laughs> yeah. So I said, well, just get me a sweet tea at Chick-fil-A. And you normally can't go wrong with a sweet tea at Chick-fil-A. But then you came back without the nectar of the gods. And... You brought me that sad lemonade. Lemonade. Which if I lemonade. If I had wanted lemonade, it would have probably been all right. But I was like, he's bringing me sweet tea. <laughs> I was so excited. And you asked me how it was. And it reminded me of that scene in the movie because of Winn-Dixie. When the little girl is giving her friends those litmus candies. Litmus lozenges is what they call them. And she's like, what does it taste like? And... The little girl says, it tastes like sadness to me. It tastes like not having a dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, and another another expense we forgot about. The cost of pillows. What? You don't have a pillow line item in your FinCon budget? You should. Well, neither did Maybe. we. Um, we asked a friend to watch our kids for a few days, and we left her some money for for doing it because she was doing a lot of stuff. She was driving them back and forth to school and back and forth to sports practice and taking them to games. But she did not do what we had thought. She did other things with the money. She bought us a bunch of new pillows. Our pillows were pretty flat and sad. <laughs> when we were changing our sheets, uh, the, the day the we night left. Before? The day, yeah, right. The, the day. day we left, we were discussing how we needed new pillows, and apparently, she thought so too. So, <laughs> she replaced a bunch of pillows. She took the money and replaced a bunch of the pillows in her house, and she bought one of our kids another betta fish and a big tank. So and some plants. And... We already had Jake from State Farm. Right. That was the one betta's name, and now we have Flo from Progressive. When you talk about them, you have, have to use, to use the, the full, full name. name. Not Jake and Flo. It's Jake from State Farm and Flo from Progressive. And and she also bought, she bought toys an RC and stuff. car. And I think she spent more money than we she gave. She probably did. Bless her heart. Okay. So we've talked about what FinCon is. We talked about how much it costs us and 
you, you know, just to give you a little idea, if you're trying to do it frugal, you could do it pretty frugal. Um, let's talk about the event itself. Uh, beforehand, just looking at the schedule, I was a little overwhelmed, I guess you would say. Never having gone, looking at all of these things that are, some of them multiple times, multiple things in one hour. Uh, there was one matrix. It was like, um, I want to say it was like a two hour time block and there was like six wide. And so it was like, six, it's like 24 different things going on in that two hours. Right. It's well, crazy. And it's like, ah. FinCon is different than any other conference. And I've never been to one like this, which is awesome. Like they don't really encourage you. I mean, they encourage you to be in the sessions, but they're like, everything's recorded. Well, everything is recorded it. and available for later, but she she did tell us, she's like, you don't have to go to the sessions, you can network. They really feel like meeting people and talking to people is, is like super important which it part was. of this, which it is. Right. So if you've never been, you're here listening to this and you're thinking about going, uh, remember this, don't worry about it. It's all going to be all right. Uh, just focus Look at the schedule just the next couple hours. What am I going to do the next few hours? I'll deal with what else is going on later. Later, there's lots of goodness going on. Sometimes several things that you might want to do at the same time, but all the sessions and the speakers are recorded. And all the old timers do say, don't do the sessions, just spend the time networking. And I get that. But if you're new and you're an introvert, that's a lot harder than it sounds. Especially if you're an introvert. I think a lot of money nerds are introverts. Number cruncher people. You know, I can think of a lot of the ones that I know that are introverts. And we're both introverts. That might be a secret to some people. Because we can pretend to be extroverts. But it's exhausting for an introvert to pretend to be an extrovert. At least for me. I had a major headache most of the week. And I think it was from the stress of peopling all week. But I would still do it Well, you it again. told me it was because... No, I'm... <laughs> From spending all that time with me. I did not say that. <laughs> That's um, not true. So here's my advice for introverts. Go to the sessions when you first get there. Just start out in the sessions. Try to talk to people sitting around you or at your table. At least two or three of them. Here's a couple questions you might want to ask. What would that be? <laughs> Where are you from? Or what do you do? Those are two safe questions. Won't get you into too much trouble. But kind of expect I might have an awkward conversation or two because you get that many people together. It's probably pretty likely you're going to have one. Right? We had a few. We had a couple. Yeah. It's, it's just part of being human. You can laugh at it later like we're going to laugh. Ha ha. Right? <laughs> but, you know, get out there. Don't talk too much about yourself because... I noticed with a couple of interactions I had with people, they just talked all about themselves. And it might have been because they were nervous, right? Uh, but if you're the only one talking, you aren't learning anything. So talk and listen. Uh, actually, one of the best conversations we had was with a couple of guys that weren't even going to the conference. We went to the, one Iron of the meetups. Barbecue. Yeah. We went to the meet, one of the meetups at Ironworks, and a bunch of us were sitting on the back porch, and we'd been there a while. People were starting to leave, 
And there were like three or four raccoons like right across the gully. Like they were like crawling up under this building thing, the porch or something in the building. And we're all chatting about, oh, look at the raccoons. Yeah, raccoons were having a good time. They were playing, playing around. Yeah, in the middle of Austin, downtown. It was kind of weird, actually. So I started talking to these two guys at this table. They were right next to the table that had all the FinCon people. And I'm like, hey, what do you do? And they were both pilots, and we're chatting, and Keith's trying to tell me, they're not with us. (laughs) But I really didn't care, because they seemed friendly, and they didn't seem to mind talking. You can tell the people who were at the conference, because... Um, even when they're out at a place like that, so that they know who each other is, I think, I guess, they would. we would always wear our badges. Our, not always. Our, I saw well, some people out there. Maybe they were, like, not wanting people to know. <laughs> but most of the time, people wear their badges, their lanyards with the badge on it. Right. So you could tell, and these people were getting up and leaving, and Rachel turns around, and I'm, I look over, and I'm like, those people are not. No, no. And she starts, I'm like, but it was it a turned great, out great. It was a great conversation. It we was, talked for like funny, 30 though. minutes with them. Everybody else left. Yeah. They were pilots for United, yeah. it turns out. And they were really interested in what we were doing, like the conference and mm-hmm. um, how we teach teens about money. And I was a military kid, so we talked about life in the military because they both were retired military before they became pilots for United. And... It was fun. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I'm saying is don't get so trapped in your box of what you think things need to look like that you miss out on great impromptu conversations or It's not all about making your next great network connection with somebody, right? right? To get your business further down the road. No, sometimes you just need to help people, serve people, give them ideas, um, just cuss. That's what we do, right? And try to go to as many of the things, events that are going on during the conference as you can. That's possible, yeah. We did not go dancing in the streets. Well, Because no no one would would have wanted to see that. And I think, what time did that start? And we're older. But we could hear them. And we have, you know. (laughs) Sixth. Street in Austin where they went dancing is like the the bar district or whatever. Like you, we went down at, at one point and it's just bar and bar, bar, bar. And we were on 2nd Street. So we were four blocks away. And at night you could actually still, you could hear 6th Street when, when they were in high high gear. High gear. It's like, it's like rev it up. They were having their party. Anyway, yeah, we're just too old for that. But we did do the... We did do two of the meetup. We did do well, we did the, the barbecue donut. and the donut right. run, and that was enough for us. <laughs> well, that was the only one that we didn't go to, really. I think we did everything else. So yeah, um, game night was fun. Game night was a lot of fun, and it was way more which fun sounds than I silly. It would be. I yeah, mean, it sounds like a kid thing. You literally have a room of games, board games. Different. I mean, we played Uno, right? And I thought when we started, you know, maybe we'll sit in. How long was it? Like two, two and a half hours. I thought we'd sit there for an hour or so, forty-five minutes, something like that, and then we'd move on to another table. Or, and we actually stayed there along with most of the other people. 
for the entire time. And we, we played just, Uno and we talked and we I were, tried to beat Dan and that didn't work out. Dang it. I but think um, we had a lot of fun. This is the first time they've done that, I think. I think they'll do that again. I hope, I hope they so. do that again. Yeah, it was a good way to talk. You know, like when you're when you're wanting to have a conversation with your kids and you do stuff like that. You know, like it's not confrontational. And then you just have a casual conversation. Kind of like drive when you're driving the car. Best conversations happen like that. Yeah, I think it was a lot of fun. I hope we were fun to hang out with. I do too. Nobody I th- ran I think away. we were. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Something that I was in- so encouraged by was the number of the younger 20-somethings right. that were there. That was something I was not. It was the biggest age group that was represented, I think. And that was that was really neat. Yeah, we talk a lot about how young people are capable of doing more than society thinks that they can, or maybe we think we act like they don't want to do this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that they really do. And they just need to be shown the path and shown the good why, you know? They need to know why. We just preach at kids, save your money. What does that mean, right? But if they know why they're doing it and they're motivated and think of all they can do if they start when they're so much younger. We know our kids are interested in this kind of stuff and and want to be financially independent early. But sometimes we wonder, are our kids just weird? So it was good seeing so many other people that are like right. really motivated and excited about learning what most people would think is boring stuff. One of the girls, we were, she was born the same year we got married. Yeah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> oh, wow. But she still hung out with us. She did. She didn't treat us like old fogies. She did. Yeah. Um, her and her friend. Yeah. Shout out to Hillary and Cassidy. Thanks for putting up with us old people. (laughs) So I love the sessions. Even if I know a lot about a subject, I try to find at least one little nugget that I can learn from someone else. And I got got lots of little nuggets. I learned a lot of stuff. And I like that FinCon allows people to kind of engage as much or as little as they want. Like if you just want to kick the tires, that's fine. If you're just here just to learn a little bit for yourself, that's fine. I want to be more involved. That's possible too. The leaders kind of rise up from within by serving and helping. They don't, you know, it's not like we elect someone from somewhere else to come and teach us. But instead, they come up from up, you know, they they teach and serve and help. And there was such an atmosphere of let's help each other get to the top. We're not like competing against each other, but we're helping each other. What was it that Jessica said? Uh. There are no kings and queens, mm-hmm. unless you're Anthony O'Neill, because he calls everybody kings and queens. But I missed that session. I was at another good no, that, session. It, He's that, the speaker. Right? Yeah, but that wasn't in a session. Oh, okay. In his in his stuff online, he always I calls see. everybody kings and queens. Yeah, you were talking about that session. And I I feel I'll have to go back and watch it online. But yes, it was an excellent session. I love him. He's so funny. So what what do you think about the sessions you went to? I enjoyed all the different sessions that I went to, and I I went to a variety of them. I personally would like to have seen more crypto. There was some. We talked about it in some breakout sessions. 
it was brought up a few times, but um, I, I, I feel like in the future that's going to become more and more important uh, and a big way for people to monetize more. Right. Um, I think it's just new and people are it is nervous. New. Right. So that's certainly something that I would like and that I would certainly support. Well, maybe you should submit a well, proposal. Well, I, I may do that. So uh, you do that. Okay. <laughs> so just to recap, we love the sessions. We love the team that put it on. You could tell they worked really, really hard to make everything super, super special. I know it must have been a nightmare for them, like not knowing. Yeah, what's going with on. the environment, the whole you know pandemic, coronavirus thing going on, you know, it, it makes it difficult for this kind of stuff, and and they handled it well. They yeah. really did. We love the community. Made so many new friends. Everyone was great. We give it two thumbs up, right? Two, th- four, four thumbs up. Four thumbs right? up. We can add, we do we maths. <laughs> two plus two is four. So highly recommend the conference to anyone in the financial space. And just thank you for joining us today. We know that today's episode is not our normal content. Back to our normal life and leadership skills for teens next week. And if you're a parent, grandparent, or a mentor of a teen and are just finding us, we would love to have you subscribe to our podcast. Have a great week.